Hey guys, welcome to the first official episode of Inside Savage's Mind. Today we'll be going over some fun facts, care, and information on Green G. Conyers. Let me start by saying I myself have a Green G. Conyer named Mango. If you follow me on social media or have ever tuned into my Twitch streams, you've probably seen her using me like a human jungle gym. That brings me to my first fun fact on Green G. Conyers. Like most parrot, parrotlet, and parakeet species, they are extremely intelligent and playful. It has been proven that most parrot, parrotlet, and parakeet species have an intelligence that is equivalent to a human toddler. Let me tell you, they definitely have the behavior to match. Green cheek conyers belong to a group of small parrots, better known and classified as parakeets. Some of the common parrots in the parakeet group include conyers, cockatiels, and the ever-so-common budgie, more commonly known as just parakeets at most pet stores. As for housing, they require a large cage with plenty of space to roam, along with tons of toys to keep them occupied, and thinking, or they can become depressed and ill. They can also become destructive if not kept content, both to their surroundings and themselves, in the forms of preening and feather picking. The cage should not be kept near a window, air vent, or anywhere that other animals can get to or be around. For example, putting the cage up on a high spot in your living room with with cats that roam the house is not suitable in any way, shape, or form. This will stress out the conure. It's no different than if you were being on a raft in the middle of an ocean with, with sharks circling you. Your conure's cage should not be kept anywhere remotely close to a litter box, a rodent cage, etc. If it's in the room right next door and you shut the door, the ammonia from a cat's litter box or a rodent cage that is not kept as clean as it should be will kill the conure. The cage should be covered at night with a blackout cage cover if the room is not pitch dark as they will have a hard time falling asleep and it will keep them up early in the morning screaming their heads off as like roosters they wake up when the sun goes up the only way to offset this and get them to kind of delay their internal clock is to use a blackout blanket or pitch dark room with no light they should be uncovered in the morning when you wake up the sooner the better especially if you're someone who can and likes to sleep in past nine. The room their cage is kept in should be sufficiently lit during the day. A window across the room with the curtains drawn for natural light is great. As long as the cage is not right beside the window, the conure will also enjoy the ability to see what's going on outside. The cage should be large enough that the conure can extend their wings completely in all directions with sufficient space. It should be large enough to allow climbing. It should also be large enough for to support a food dish, water dish, bath, and lots of toys without being overcrowded. The bars of the cage should be narrow as to not allow escape or any feet, wings, tails, heads, or beaks to get stuck. Often, once bonded to you, the conure will not want to be in the cage. And ideally, as long as you're home and awake, the conure should not be in the cage unless it wants to be in the cage. In my case, Mango will scream for me until she can't anymore. If I put her in the cage and she didn't want to be brought to it for food or water because she's a spoiled brat who's lazy or because it's bedtime. In cases like this, your conure may not play or use any of the toys in its cage simply because they're in its cage and it doesn't want to be there. The answer is simple. If you're at your desk most of the day, like me, purchase a, or build a little play area for on top of the desk beside you. 
some of the toys can be hung from that. In my case, I also have a second food and water dish as well as a foraging tray with treats, fake children's play sink, and of course the little play sink has a battery operated pump faucet that recycles the water from the sink part through the faucet for her to play and bathe in. And of course, it's her favorite toy because she's spoiled. Food and water. They can eat a wide variety of fruits and veggies, including apples, pineapple, papaya, mango, carrots, corn, sweet potatoes, bell peppers, spinach, and many others. One such fruit that is to be avoided at all costs is avocado, as it is extremely toxic to them. Their main diet should consist of special kind of pellets, not the seed and treat mixes that most pet stores use and try and get you to use. Seeds are fine as a treat and to be used in a foraging tray, but not as a staple diet by any means. Many seeds, including sunflower seeds, are very fattening. All conures, like all living things, are unique and have their own likes and dislikes. That said, the best food for your conure is the one they will eat. Should they be fed a seed mix as a staple? Absolutely not. Should they be fed it if it's the only thing the, the individual conure will eat? Yes, it's better to have them eat seeds and have to take extra countermeasures to prevent them from gaining too much weight than to only supply pellets that it will not eat and it will starve. In my case, Mango started off on the seed mix as it was the only thing she'd eat. Soon after I got her, I was able to transition her onto a brand called Zupreme, which comes in a natural round pellets and a colored shaped variety. Mango would not eat the colorless ones. She did, however, eat the colored ones only after I got the larger pellets with the African gray parrot on the packaging instead of the specific conure size pellets. If she couldn't pick them up and grip them in her feet, she will not eat them. For this reason, she would not eat the orange pellets in the mix because they were round and it's possible that this is why she refused to eat the natural pellets. If your conure is like this, I would highly recommend trying different sized pellets as well as ones that'd be easier to grab. The main ones out of the Zupreme diet that she prefers to eat are the crescent-shaped ones. Conyers often like to bathe and should be supplied a bath dish in addition to their water dish. Most Conyers will bathe in their water dish anyway, but it's best to have an alternate option. Otherwise, you will find yourself replacing the water even more than you should have to on a daily basis. They will end up dirtying their water and all of their water will be splashed out all over the place that will require cleaning up. Conyers also need a multivitamin for optimal health. You can usually find the multivitamins at most pet stores as a water-soluble drop, which you add to the drinking water. Most brands will show on the label the correct amount. In my case, it is one drop to the common water dish that you find in most cages when you buy them. Trimming your Conyers wings. Conyers wings should only be trimmed by an experienced vet, and I cannot stress this enough, they should not be trimmed for your own benefit. They should only ever be trimmed if it would be otherwise unsafe. Like for example, if you had ceiling fans all over your house and they were on 24-7, Conyers need the ability to fly, or they will need some pretty strong distractions in its place. Without the ability to fly, Conyers can more often than not and more often than not will get depressed. A conure that doesn't have the ability to fly will often have a shorter lifespan due to the aforementioned depression. 
With that said, if you're incapable of caring for a fully flighted Conure, it's probably best that you do not own one until you can. Conures should not be allowed out of the cage unsupervised in any way, shape, or form, be it fully flighted or trimmed. This is something that should go without saying, but somehow is difficult for many to understand. You cannot take your conure outside if it is fully flighted and it's not properly flight trained or wearing a flight harness with a leash. I myself often take Mango with me anywhere that I can go that she's allowed to come, even the supermarket, believe it or not. She is on my shoulder and is not flying around or touching anything that she is not supposed to. Therefore, it is not a problem. Mango is 100% fully flighted and almost completely flight trained, but I still do not take her outside in any capacity without her flight harness and leash because you never know when all of a sudden she might see something pretty, uh, be it something sparkly like a coin on the ground or another bird and might decide to become defiant. Hence, always having the harness and a leash, even though she's mostly flight trained. I have not, however, taken her out to public places since the corona pandemic started. While there is no evidence that it can affect birds, it's still better to be safe than sorry, as viruses can and will mutate, as they themselves are a form of living organism. Before we continue with the podcast, we're just going to take a real quick break for a sponsored segment. Bear with me, guys. We will continue right after this. Claws and beaks. Conyers need their beaks and claws trimmed often. I usually have to take Mango to the vet to get her beak trimmed every month and a half or so. And I cut her claws at home using a small bird nail trimmer, as she's so kindly agreeing, that are pretty much just smaller versions of the ones used for cats. That said, if you do not know what you're doing, you should never attempt to trim your conure's claws for yourself, especially if the conure isn't fond of you. As for getting the beak trimmed, this is something that can be solved with one of two ways. You can supply a grinding stone toy inside the conure's cage for it to naturally grind and file its beak down on as it would out in nature. Or if your conure is like mine and it won't use the grinding stone for anything except to climb on top of it or over it when it's climbing the bars of its cage. In which case, you will need to take your conure to an experienced avian vet to get its beak filed. When purchasing your conure, you should always check your local animal shelter first. As often people find after getting one, they are too noisy for them or aren't going to talk like they expected and surrender them. Now, personally, whether they surrender them to a shelter or not, I feel that someone who would abandon any animal that has bonded with them and loves them unconditionally for any reason other than they legitimately cannot take care of the animal or provide it a safe home due to recent things happening in their life where they do not have the money or the actual shelter to do so, that anybody who would do this for other than those reasons is somebody who is heartless and we do not need in our society. But that's just me. Now, back to purchasing a conure. If you cannot adopt one from your local animal shelter, the place to go next is to a professional breeder. Do not by any means purchase a conure from a chain pet store such as Petco, PetSmart, and the like. As 99% of the time, they are not properly housed, fed, or cared for. And by doing so, you are just feeding the cycle. You may see this and say, I'm rescuing it. But in fact, you are not. By paying money for the animal, 
from the store, you are telling them if we keep selling them, that they'll keep buying them. Now, what you should instead do is report the improper care to corporate strictly as a courtesy and contact your local animal welfare authorities, regardless of what corporate says, and report the improper care. This way, the birds, this way the bird is given proper care and the store is held accountable for its actions, both by corporate and by the authorities. Now, the only reason I say call corporate first is because I've seen situations where corporate will acknowledge the wrongdoing and surrender the animal to you or heavily discount it so that you can give it proper care, usually in an attempt to save face. However, you should still take pictures of the enclosure, food dish, etc., and report it to local animal welfare authorities. The reason being, if you call the authorities first, it is extremely likely the bird will end up in an adoption system, such as an animal shelter, and will still receive subpar care as they have so many animals to take care of and they will not properly socialize the bird. Whereas if it's in your possession, provided you've done your research first and have proper housing already set up, you would be able to give it the proper care and, social, and socialization that it requires. Taming. When you first get your conure, one of two things can happen. You could end up with a well-socialized, almost hand-raised baby, like you could often find from most breeders, as they tend to put a lot of attention and care into their birds. And that will almost immediately start to bond with you. Or you could be like me, who had no local breeders and no other way to get a conure other than to find a pet store who you unfortunately had to purchase from. Luckily, in my case, I made sure it was at least one that was doing proper care. And therefore, if I had to buy it from somewhere, I was going to buy it and give the money to a store who was actually doing as they're supposed to with all their animals. Now, more often than not, the conure will still be shy and wary of you. As you are a stranger to it, much like with any new pet or animal that you would ever encounter, or any person for that matter. Over time, it will start to warm up to you and eventually let you hold it. And usually, from then on, it'll actually look to snuggle with you and be with you. Or it could just never warm up to you. And unfortunately, you will just have to accept that because it's an animal. It'll do what it wants to do. And really, you can't do anything about that or force it. Forcing it will stress it out, potentially cause it to get sick, die, what have you. And then, I mean... You fall under that category we mentioned during purchasing animals. Now, by far, the best way I found to tame a green sheet conure, which is what worked for me personally, is to leave them alone the first day and night. Then the next day, sit right beside the cage and talk to them as much as possible with the cage door open. Do this for an hour here and there throughout the day for as much time as you possibly can. And in between the time of talking to them, just sit there beside the cage for a while and watch TV, play on your phone, read a book, etc. While the cage door is still open. After a while of this, the conure will eventually come out of its cage on its own and come, and come to you looking to socialize. I did exactly this with Mango's cage on my desk beside me for the first two days after I brought her home. Almost all day long. And by 10 p.m. on day two technically day three of me actually having her, she came out of her home, out of her own, out of the cage on her own and climbed onto my shoulder. 
and to this day, she hates her cage and only goes in it to eat and sleep. She spends almost all day, every day on my shoulder or sitting on my desk, just chilling with me, unless I have to go somewhere. And then if she can't come with me for the few hours or so, she's in the cage or if it's for bedtime. Other than those times, Mango is never in her cage. Now, for added, as an added safety note, never cook with Teflon pots or pans around or near your conure. Most nonstick pots and pans are Teflon. Teflon is toxic to conures, and you shouldn't be cooking with a bird near you or on you that can fall into a pan or touch the hot stove to begin with if you are cooking. Now, before we end this episode of Inside Savage's Mind, here are some other short general facts about conures. They can live to be 30 years old, sometimes a little older, with proper care. But due to neglect and, inc and incorrect care, their average lifespan is 10 years. Grinchy conures hate feet 99% of the time. Now, they don't recognize them as being part of you. And so if they are wandering around on the floor following you, or the conures in your bed with you and under the covers trying to hide, play hide and go seek, they will usually full on attack your feet. And I mean attack, full force, biting and all. And trust me, it hurts. This is just how they are. They don't recognize your feet as being part of you. In fact, sometimes they hardly even recognize that your hands are part of you and therefore will tend to nip your hands. So best thing to do, wear some socks or don't put your feet anywhere near your conure. Or like I do if I'm in my bed and obviously I'm not wearing socks or shoes and she's playing hide and go seek trying to nestle up under the covers. I just tuck my feet under the covers a little bit so that way she cannot get to them. And I've found that to work the best. Green cheek conures are usually regarded as one of the quieter pet bird species that you can get. This is in fact only true when compared to other birds or other conures such as sun conures who will literally never shut up. And they make up for this with less noise and more climbing all over you, pretty much doing anything they can to annoy you and get your attention if it's not focused 100% on them 24-7. Conyers are not the best talkers by any means. They can learn a few words, but they will very rarely be understandable, sound almost like a gremlin is mumbling. Uh, Usually, if you listen closely, and believe it or not, pay attention to the context, as it has been proven that most parrots, such as macaws and, so, and the like, can actually understand the context to words. Or if you say no to them when they're trying to do something that they're not supposed to do, they will start to get cocky over time and say no to you back after you tell them no for doing that. And it's not necessarily mimicking, as with the controlled experiments that have been done on it, it's been proven it's out of context, not just you said no, so they're going to say no back. But believe it or not, if you pay attention to the context, the words can be understood. For example, Mango tries to say I love you, but only in three times. When I say I love you back, when I say I love you to her first, if she is snuggling up against me, like up against my neck, what have you, getting ready to fall asleep herself, she'll say I love you. If she's climbing all over me trying to get my attention and I'm just not letting it phase me because she's being a brat. She will try to be all cute and say, I love you. And usually nine times out of 10, I can make out what it is that she's saying. Albeit it's not 
like me and you would be talking to each other. And when I can't, because of the context and what and when it was that she said it, I can put two and two together. That said, Conyers can extremely well mimic sounds. That is to say, sounds and words are two different things. For example, if you tap on your desk a lot, your Conyer may start mimicking that noise of you tapping on your desk and things like that. And with that, I'm going to end this episode here, guys. So if you enjoyed these fun facts and information on how to care for, purchase, tame, and overall have a happy time with your Conyer, I hope you guys will consider dropping a follow and coming around for the next episode. Have a great time. Stay safe out there. Peace.